Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost 30 podcast. Welcome to Almost 30. You don't need to be 30, any age. We're here for we're here for you. We prefer ageless people. Yeah, we, we prefer ageless. <laughs> we prefer spirits and souls. Yeah. My name's Kristen. This is Lindsay, first of all. So welcome. <laughs> We've been doing this for a long time, but we're really happy to have you, especially if you're from the GGE, if you're, especially if you're a snackhead. Yeah, snackhead. Snacky, I'm a snackies. snackhead, baby. Um, we were at our doing that Reiki sound bowl with our members. So we have a membership at almost 30 and we got to meet up with some of our members and Crystal was there and Mm -hmm. Crystal's a psychic medium, one of our members. And this woman like walked by and was like, thank you so much for talking to my mom. Like she, she's, you know, was so glad to talk to you. And when I came in, Crystal was talking to people, but I didn't even really realize. I was like, oh my God, did her mom like pass? And you were talking to her spirit? And everyone's like, no, her mom was like the woman behind her. Like it was weird that I, I my first thought was that it was a dead person. I literally was like, oh, her, I was like, what did her mom's spirit tell you? They're like, is that really how you like operate where you assume it's like a dead person before it's on a live person? I was like, yes, actually, I thought it really was. Dude, our minds are crazy. They just, Unreal. they're like, <laughs> that's, I mean, I was like, wow, that is very special of me. That's quick. <laughs> I mean, but kind of smart. Kind of smart. I was kinda like, smart. wow, what kind of message from the other side <laughs> did you receive? Like, what did you hear? Oh, she's such a peanut. And then she, we ran into her the next day. Mm-hmm. And she was like gliding on the sidewalk. Yeah, she's just such a little light. She's like, I always get angry after Reiki. Yes. And then I have to walk it off. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, she's like, I woke up really angry. I was mm. like, wow, I love that. The awareness is very key. Yeah, 100%. There's something really like endearing about people that are feeling angry mm-hmm. or that can acknowledge. It's like a even when you're a kid, you're like, I feel mad. Yes. You know, it's like so endearing. I, Sean and I went to visit our friends who have a kid and their little baby, I think he's like one and a half. And we walk in, he goes, I'm grumpy. Oh. <laughs> we were like, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know we can't cross you right now. I'm like, grumpy. it's all good. I'm grumpy. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to, I told Sean, I was like, I think I'm going to start saying that when I'm, when I'm like in a bad mood. Like, I'm just grumpy. Oh, 100%. Like, get away from me. I'm grumpy. Yeah. That's what, yeah. You just wake up a little off or a little grumpy. But, um, I was thinking the other day, so Justin, my husband and I going to couples therapy Mm -hmm. and I was like, we were laughing before therapy because I'm like, you should feel free to like bring up something about me that bothers you. I'm like, now's your chance. Let me boss you around. I was like, you know, if you got some beef with me, you want to bring up, like if you got something you hate about me, you can bring it up because he's never, ever like says anything or not just even when we're fighting, he's always just mad about me being mad, never about at me for anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got into the thing and he was like kind of joking. She's like, so you guys have been away from each other for like two weeks. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, you know, after a few days, unlike normal women who get miss and they feel sad, he's like, she gets cranky and she gets mad at me. And it is true when we're too far mm-hmm. apart, like for too long, I'm just like, Annoyed, so I'm I'm not cranky. But yeah. then we spent like 20 minutes talking about a joke, like we were literally yes. joking. <laughs> and I was like, God, we're like breaking apart, we're dissecting this literal joke. I had to stop. I was like, Wait, I need to know if this like, is I'm like paying a lot for this. really a problem for you because if it is, we can work on it. But I think we're going down a road that like doesn't need to be explored. Yes, it's it's interesting. Like being apart from each other, it's like 
you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to do like small talk. So like when we talk, you know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that how it feels or what is the... I don't know. It was weird too because then I'm exploring this feeling that I don't think I have. That he's, <laughs> And then I'm thinking about I'm like, do I get mad? And I really don't. I think I'm just like, I think I'm just saying like, I don't know. He'll be, yes. He was like, because we started to go down. He's like, well, you get mad if I don't answer your call. I'm like, that's like not true. <laughs> like we've been together for 10 years. How many times has he answered when I've called? Um, one, one of 40. Yeah. Literally one of 40. Like How's he, <laughs> it's because I always FaceTime him and he yes. doesn't want to be on FaceTime in yes. public because I'll like spin him around. He's like, you can't spin me around and make me talk to people. <laughs> so he never answers anyway. But I was like, do I get mad? I don't, I think I'm kidding. Mm. I don't know. It was weird though. Totally. I was like, it was a weird thing because I'm like, you know, I want to be open that it, that's possible, but I don't think that happens. I don't know. I love making shit up in therapy where all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I have this problem where, <laughs> yes. and it's like really not a problem. Yes, yes. I'm like, let me tell you something about me that I'm like, all of a sudden just hypercritical of because I'm in therapy. Yes, she was cool. like two weeks ago at my, my personal therapist. She was saying like, after like 10 minutes, I was like saying a bunch of shit. She's like, you're very interesting today. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, it's because I'm like saying things that I, I'm avoiding what I want to talk about. Yes, yes. So right. I was just saying yes. bullshit. I was yeah. like, nah, 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 and I was completely, I was like, well, I'm avoiding what I really should be talking mm-hmm. about. She's like, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, sometimes I come in and I just feel like my head's gonna roll right down the hallway because it's mm-hmm. like, you're going so fast. Yes. I feel like I need to update you on the last two weeks. But like, we can just get to it. I know. And they can ask questions to learn The updates. More. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, why am I spending time on updates? I'm like, this delivery was late and I was pissed. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, I did this and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I did this and yeah, yeah. This ain't a friend. This is therapy. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But it is, there is something. I do feel like I have to warm up a bit. Oh, yeah. Where I'm like, I got to kind of ease into this. What I've been doing is... Uh, setting my intention with her at the beginning. My intention for this session is because I know sometimes going into it that I'm just going to be like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, my intention for this is this. I might need to give you some information and chat a little bit, but like, this is my intention. If something else comes up, cool. But it helps me ground Mm because otherwise I'm just flying. Mm -hmm. You know, anyhow. Dude, we've been taking so many Ubers, which by the way, expensive here in the city. Dude, I was like looking at our credit card. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. 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 And yeah, you just forget because I walk, we walk a lot normally, yes. but if we're like having to get somewhere and it's a little far, but you forget one, if you don't watch or listen to the news any other time, you're gonna listen to it in the Uber. Dude. <laughs> well, we, walk, we were listening to like so talk radio. WNY something something and they were taking callers, which I forgot that's something you do. Oh, yes. You take callers. And we recently had flooding here in New York and New Jersey and um, it was really serious, quite alarming that mm-hmm. like you saw pictures, of, I was out of town, but you see pictures of like Soho's and three feet of water. Wow. It's like very bizarre. But anyway, they were... Focusing on basements. Yeah, the basements were flooding. And this mom called. She's like, hi, my name's Kathy and my daughter lives in a basement that floods. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, oh, what's it like? And then she was like, well, you know, there's little windows. They don't open, blah, blah, blah. And going on describing her daughter's basement. And my husband thinks, uh, you know, the molds and the moisture. It, it, It was just like, 
Detailed. TMI. Detailed for five minutes. Also, like, help your daughter out. Yeah. Get off the phone. The guy was like, so your daughter's living with you now, I assume. She's like, no, she's staying with a friend. <laughs> she's staying with friends. I was really? like, okay. Okay. So does she know you're calling? Right I, exactly. She's like, mom, don't call the news again about my basement <laughs> apartment. I wonder where you... I just, it was, a, our whole car ride was 35 minutes and the whole time we were talking about that. It was talking about that. Yeah. They're like, uh, Dave's coming on to talk about his basement uh, in Harlem. Yeah, renovation uh, business. <laughs> and then Dave comes on. He's like, I've been doing it illegal since I started. <laughs> People pay me in checks or credit card. I can't accept it. Cash only. I'm building houses out of basements. You're like, um... I, I'd like to remain anonymous. Yes, that's what he said. He said, you want to remain anonymous. He said, they keep forcing me. Only do this with cash. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's weird. It sounded like he had an awakening though at the end. He's like, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> He's like, as soon as I got priced out of my Brooklyn house, I realized I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then he stopped doing it. You forget. Oh, but we're talking to Mama Medicine, one of our friends, Deborah, who said that her first place was actually in a basement. Yes. And it flooded a lot in Queens and um, mold. the mold, dude. Yeah, that scares the that's shit scary. out of me. scary. Well, that's, you know, that's the real problem. My it's fear like the is housing mold. issue and affordability of housing. Yes. And that's really where all the basement living, for the most part, comes in is because mm. people can't afford, you know, to have places outside of it. But yeah, the whole, it was just like a weird thing to be like talking about it for so long and just kind of like, mm-hmm. you're just, I was reminded of the news. I was like, wow, this is just... just radio, like live radio. Yes. You know? It's so dying. Yeah. It's, I mean, podcasting is the new. Yeah. The new, This is new, where you I get guess. your news. Yeah. This is where you stay up on the world. <laughs> your inner news. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Almost 30 is all about the geopolitical climate. <laughs> We're actually here to tell you about the world. And how it's changing. <laughs> and tell especially, you what Especially to with this episode with Ash and Raina. Yes. <laughs> oh man, it was so good to catch up with them. And yeah, Chris is here in New York. And so we were able to see Ash and Raina from Girls Gotta Eat. I'm sure a lot of you are Girls Gotta Eat fans. And if you aren't yet, you will be uh, after this episode. They're just a true delight. They've been doing this for about four years and have just built such a huge loyal following. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved hearing them talk about their fans and how they're just like, just like ours in a way where it's like, they meet up, they like take care of each other, they support one another. And yeah, I just love hanging out with them. We went to their studio in uh, Manhattan. It was just so cool to, yeah. to see. And they were on our show probably two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago now, um, they came on Almost 30. And when they came, we did it at that house or the apartment that Sonder and I had gotten engaged that That's weekend. Right. So that was that time in October we were on tour. Yes. It was like on tour, um, 2019 or something. Uh-huh. We did our New York show with Heather McMahon, which was so amazing. But yeah, Ash and Rain are just super hardworking, super professional, but super cool and warm on the other side. And in this conversation, it's just like casual catch up with girls. Yes. We talked about the DMs that they get the most from their fans. Um, Ash told a funny story and just sort of caught up. And Mm -hmm. then we were also on their show. So you can definitely listen to us on their show. It was released 
I think in September. So it is out now for you to listen to mm-hmm. after this. And Girls Gotta Eat has tons of merch. They go on tour. They have really, really exciting tour dates and their yeah. tour is like so much fun. So definitely get into that and then also get into the pod. Yeah, girlsgottoeatpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to catch them on tour, their shows are dope. They, yes. really, they really pour everything into their shows and they're so creative and high energy and funny. So check them out. Check out their podcast, Girls Gotta Eat. And yeah, thank you girls for being on the show. We love you so much. And it's just nice to support and just be friends. True friends. Mm-hmm. True friends were... Yeah, I feel like sometimes people see like girl duos and they're like, damn, they're enemies. Yeah, so honestly. They, like, they hate each other. Yeah, I've never, I think I've, I got like 40 DMs when I shared that picture of us. Yeah. I was like, oh, my favorites. I know. Like, yeah, yes. I love them. Uh, but thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. And check out our other episodes if you're new to the podcast. We kind of, we run the gamut, y'all. We talk about spirituality and health and wellness and self-development and, you know, insert some laughs and inspo in there too. We have a bunch of solo episodes with myself and Krista separately and then sometimes together with our Ask Us Anything episodes. So dig in. We appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. And my Instagram is at It's Krista. We love you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there. (laughs) with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Chris and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode. And he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often. So we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp space 
dash camp. <laughs> Say that 30 times. Almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. We're back with GGE, the <laughs> crossover that we know you loved when you first came on the pod, dude. Your community is the best. Blew Thank up. you. Obsessed. Truly blew up. Yeah, it truly blew up. They love you so much. And so many of our girls listen to you and it just felt so good. And it's one of those things where it's like, they're in our space. It feels like you, ha- you should be competitive with people but you guys are so real and cool and doing things for the right reasons and like truly care about people that listen. And just like we respect you so much. And so we're so glad to have you back. Yeah, oh truly. Good. We're so glad yes. to be here. We had such a blast with you the first time. Everything in your lives have changed since we saw you yeah. last. Yeah. Apparently that week. Yes. <laughs> Allow us to reintroduce. I was looking at, I made this video as Lindsay's birthday when we're recording. And I made this video of us like, and I was like, damn, I thought we've changed recently, but I was like, wow, we've changed so much, dude. So much. How have you got, I mean, you've been together for so long. Like what is the most like palpable change? It could be anything. Yes. As a person, I mean, I think that <laughs> we've been together for four years. Our anniversary actually is coming up on October Aww. 9th. What's your anniversary? The launch date? Uh, the, the day pod? that we met. Okay, the day perfect. that um, we met on a beach in Aruba on October 9th at a beachside dinner. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was an influencer trip. Yeah. <laughs> we, like people ask about the origin story and we're like, okay, like it's so douchey, but we met on this influencer <laughs> trip in Aruba, like toes in the sand. Like, I love that. I just, I mean, I think that we are very fortunate on this show to have basically dedicated our careers to learning about love and the way that we... Uh, experience love and personal relationships, romantic relationships. And we've had so many phenomenal people on the show every week from authors, psychiatrists, comedians, people like you guys, other podcasters. And it's just completely changed my life in terms of what I expect and from myself and from romantic partners and friends and things like that. So for anything, it's just helped me to be a better person, relax Mm -hmm. a little more, figure out what I want and what I deserve and what other people deserve. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like my life, I'm different. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, and you were all like a boyfriend. Flowery. Yes. Like, I, you have a boyfriend now. Yeah. You were single last time. Yeah, I'm always in these streets having sex. So, like, I'm just having sex with one person now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we all came out of. Well, I guess we're technically still in the pandemic, but you know, the came out of COVID, especially the height of it, just like more compassionate and understanding, mm-hmm. and like I, I think. Just I'm I'm not that I thought it was like an asshole before, but I'm way less of an asshole now. You know, just we had to like learn so much more patience and just like our lives just stopped. It was awful. It was terrible. And we didn't even nothing even that terrible happened to us. We're still living, we still have our health, we still have our jobs, you know, we had it really good. And I just think it everybody should have became a better person um throughout everything that happened in 2020. You know, it's it's crazy though, because like a lot of people, it's like when you're in fear you're not as good of a person. Right, yeah. So it's like for a lot of people, it's like being in a constant fear state, it's like doesn't make you better a lot of times, which is hard. But do you guys feel like, I feel like this sometimes with the podcast, it's like because you have so many guests on and there's so much information, do you feel like overwhelmed sometimes? Like I feel like I need to watch the stupidest shit after we interview because I'm just like, I need to like have a moment of like non getting so much information. I don't know. I feel overwhelmed with like the amount of stuff we have going on and like on our plate. And so, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's funny that you said that because I saw this meme. I don't even remember who it was. Somebody I follow, I guess. And it said something like, you're not overwhelmed. You're just 
what lazy, You're like lazy or something. Lazy, like, I love that. <laughs> like, lazy it's like a really condescending. Else. It was even worse. It, it was it's like you're you're no, like you're lazy. A piece you're of not shit. trying hard or something. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, yeah. What was it? It was like lazy and unmotivated, unmotivated or something. Or something. Yes, yes, or something like that. I was like. What? Some of us are just that. really working Dude, hard. Someone posted that thinking it was inspiration. And she's I a self help person. Yeah, wow. Like kind of a, you're right. It was kind of a person that like I sent it to Raina, so Raina remembers more than me. But I was like, what? Because like it was, and I, for me, I don't get triggered or insulted by things that don't apply to me. So yes, I felt overwhelmed same. today. Guess what? I'm not lazy and unmotivated. Yeah. I'm just working really fucking hard. Yes. We have a lot on our plate. So I just kind of like laughed, but also was like, that's a really shitty message to Damn, send. I don't know what that person tells the world. Do you know what I mean? Where they're like, yeah, well, you're a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it's kind of funny when like memes turn. You're like, oh, this meme is going to make me feel good. And then it's like, yeah, but you're just fucking loser. Right. <laughs> it was like, it, yes, I thought, I felt like it was supposed to be in inspirational. It was just bonkers. But I fucking love that. I feel like, <laughs> like you and I live culture. in a constant state um, of Ashley going, we just have so much to do. I don't know how we're And me going, yeah. Ashley, we always get a ton. We get everything done. That's why she's she and I are like really good business partners. I yeah. think that like mm. we complement each other really well. We both work really hard and it's just so funny because we live in a constant state of that conversation. It's just, it's just a lot. Like I just, we've taken on a lot. I like, we have this whole thing. We're like kind of starting a new thing. We're not talking about it quite yet on what, what we're doing. And then yeah. on top of it, I'm a stand-up comedian like most nights. Like I just kind of, it's just a lot and I really like to stay busy. But you have to mm-hmm. self-care and like stop yes. or you'll also just get sick. Yeah. Do you ever feel like if you if you slow down, if you take care of yourself, shit will hit the fan or what is the feeling around that? Not really, but like, because I'll just make sure it gets done, I guess. Yes. So it's not really that. And we have an assistant now and we have a great like team of people that, to, that we work with, but... I was just kind of like, usually our lives are like, we see kind of an end in sight or we see a, a break or a vacation. And I just don't see it right now, which is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. I'll maybe six months from now, but like, it just feels like that's when I start to get uh, my, um, I'll get like sad and like, I don't, I, I don't like to use the word depressed lightly, but when I'm feeling really low, it is an overwhelm. It's an overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get everything done. Mm-hmm. And I've been like that mm-hmm. since like my, since college, when yeah. I felt like I had papers due and mm-hmm. tests, like I would start to get like sad and like upset feeling. And it's just being overwhelmed mm-hmm. and you have to like figure out how to get it all done. And luckily I have a great business partner and we have a team of people, but that is where my, like, I guess it's more anxiety. Yeah. But anxiety and depression comes from is this feeling of like, there's too much. I can't get it all done. I'm not enjoying this life I built for myself. Mm-hmm. So let's That's figure huge. out how to, how to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it is. It's like you build a life and you're like, oh my God, we love to do it. Like we can relate. It's like, I loved doing this. This is the best. And then you're like in the day to day and it's like, oh wait, I'm doing a lot of things I don't love. Like, and a lot of part of it is stuff that you don't love. And like, it's like you started with this passion and love for the show and then it, you build it, build it, build it. And then you're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like I have so much to do. There's so much of mm-hmm. stuff that's not related to the thing that I originally loved in a business and you're like, whoa. Like for us, it's like people management, team stuff like that. It's like, whoa, this is not like what I signed up for. But also like we have money to have people do this, but Mm -hmm. you have to find the right people. Yeah. That's like a first world problem. But I'm saying like, you can have people take it off your plate, but you really have to like let them in and then yes, who can trust? You trust? Them to do yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Um, I was over here like, wait, is this about me? I know. Honestly, <laughs> I, know I always want to like preface like ears. team, it's not you. But she knows a lot now. Yes. Yeah, she knows too much, Bella. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that self-care is really different for everybody. And I know it sounds a little counterintuitive, but to me, self-care is making sure that we are on top of our shit all the time. And yeah. I, I'm not one of those people that's just like, I'm going to take a vacation for three days and I'll do my emails after that. Like I like waking up in the 
the morning and answering emails. I enjoy that. I do it on Saturdays and Sundays. I like that we have all of our ducks in a row. And I think our lives are really enjoyable. And it is about just adding certain things to make that more manageable. I am off my phone every night by like 11, 11, mm-hmm. 15. I go to sleep early. I wake up in the morning before I start texting. I like to just clear all my emails. That makes me feel good. I take a walk. So I What's like early. Working. We like sleep, working. Sleep early is like nine. <laughs> Nine? Yes, babe. I'm in bed at nine. You're like, I'm off the phone at 11.15. I'm like, I'm in I rent, like Kristen babe. and I were alike and we are not You guys are all. not. What time are you in bed? Ashley runs the business from like 11 p.m. to I start hours at 11 p.m. No, to two. No, Damn. I just, I'm a late, I've always been a night yeah. owl. So I'm my not trying like to change that. that. So yeah. this is going to sound crazy to you. No, my husband's like that too. You're gonna like his whole it. life is like, people can be night owls. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but So you're going to, I'm just going to say it. Just nobody react. But my dream is that I go to bed at one and I wake up at nine. And that's what I'm striving towards. Yeah, that's so crazy. But it sounds crazy to people that they're like one in the morning. Like Krista's like, what are you talking about? No, one in the morning. I'm like... (laughs) But I dreamland that that should be attainable. But Absolutely, and especially 100%. when you run a business, you can set it up like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is nice. But you know, we were starting to hit a point right before the pandemic started, where we were in Australia and we were running around. We were doing all these tours, and I was really starting to feel like, do we ever get a minute to enjoy ourselves? You know, it's on a plane, it's land, check into a hotel, do a live show, wake up in the morning, have a meeting, answer all of our emails, and we were starting to feel like, do we ever get to enjoy this? And so it's okay to acknowledge that and say I'm overwhelmed and try to build a team around you that can help you. But then it's also like really fucking fun. So yeah, it's, it's, not, no. it's not even complaining because you're like, yeah, but we're in like this beautiful place and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's kind of like figuring out, it's certainly not a, it's just figuring out the balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you guys seem, you're, you guys feel like self, self-care, self wellness mm-hmm. Yeah, but we have like, to learn. I mean, tour is no joke. Yes. You know, tour is the best and it's no joke. Mm-hmm. Like you really, you I think what it taught me is like, how do I conserve my energy for something that is so important to us, which Mm -hmm. is like obviously getting on stage, but then also like meeting people, being present for people after the show or before the show. Dude, you learned so much. And it's just crazy. And so I think that's where like the self-care piece, like Mm -hmm. we were like slammed in the face. We're like, whoa, like Mm -hmm. sleep is so important. How we nourish our bodies is so important. Like all the buzzwords that you hear is they're actually so important. Um, And that feeling of being on is like a vibe. Like it's like, you know, and especially too with your intro, I don't know if you felt this way, but like for us, it's like you'd be places and you don't know, not like people know you, but it's just like, you always have to be aware of like how you want to make people feel. Like in my community, I always want people to feel... Like I'm the same person that I'm on the pod and that they feel seen and heard and all these things. So it's like, you feel like you always, it's not performative, but it's like you just want them to have an amazing experience Yes. from if they see you in the parking lot to the show, to everything. So it's kind of like this air of like wanting that so bad and it just can be overwhelming mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I just can't be. Even though they want you to be, they want you to just be, mm-hmm. but you feel like, or I felt like I couldn't just like be, I want everyone to have like the best experience ever. So it felt really like I was just like giving so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, I never, my, my nightmares that someone said they met me and I wasn't nice I or something. And it's not because it'll never happen. Cause it's, it's it, it like I don't think that would happen because it's not who I am. I really love meeting people, but like we had a I did a show, a stand up show recently, and I just I was in my head. I didn't think I did that well. I ended up feeling better about it after I watched the tape back. But like it was kind of in my hometown, and like my whole family was there, and all my friends were there, and like to get off stage, and I just got like ambushed by fans, which is yes. fine. But like I also my family was there, my friends were there. I, they wanted pictures, and I didn't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like 
having a meltdown. And I was like, I need to like get away from everybody, but I don't want them to, like people came here to see me and they want to meet me and they want pictures. And like, I don't want them to think I'm a bitch. And you know, you come see me most nights at the, at the comedy club in New York at the stand. And like, I'm just doing like a meet and greet after I take pictures of everybody. I say, hi to everybody. I hug people. I'm just like, tell me about your life. Like it's, it, that's my natural self. But in a moment where I didn't feel yes. good about myself and my performance, I was like melting down. And then everybody kind of like wants a piece of you. And yes. you're like, but I want to see my family. Like it just, and it's no shade to any of them. Like it, it was just like, you have to, it, it can be a lot. It can feel like a lot. That was mm-hmm. like the first time I felt like that probably ever. Like I'm always really happy if, you know, oh, people yeah. always come up, they want to yes. talk, they want pictures. It's like an honor. Like mm-hmm. I never yes. want to be a person that doesn't like that. I feel like I saw a comedian that I'm really a fan of on the street and I had seen him perform recently and I just literally just said, hey, I saw you recently, you know, great show. I didn't ask for a photo. I didn't interrupt him. And, you know, he was walking with somebody else. I felt like I was being pretty chill about it. I was acting how I would act on the street if mm-hmm. somebody came up to me and he was like so so nasty to me. <gasps> and it just was like, wow. oh my gosh. How do you how do you get to this place? Wow. Like well, I guess you just get burned guys, enough. Guys, it's like guys are like, whatever, he's a dick. It's his like stick. But like for a woman, it's like if you were a bitch, it would be like the end of you. Yes. It's my nightmare that we like walk into a venue and that the staff like doesn't like us or something. We yeah, try to be like we're, we're so hyper organized. Yes. Um we have runs of shows. We have people to we have all the tracks labeled with everything. And I just want everybody to think that we're like professional and that yes. we do a good job. I want everybody to have a really positive experience with us. But also through this podcast I've learned on the other side of things that like I just try to like really be the best person in the world. Mm-hmm. If you don't like me, like I, that's okay too. You know, I know that I show up and I respect people always and I try to see every side of everything. And if you listen to my show and you don't love everything that comes out of my mouth, that's okay too. You know, Mm -hmm. nothing, like we say like, you know, my, if, if I don't think something my beliefs are not an attack on your beliefs. So like yes. I, I use like weddings as an example. I think weddings are fucking stupid. I wouldn't spend a fortune and bankrupt myself over it. If you want to do that, then I think that's amazing. And I love going to weddings. And I'd love to come to your, come fucking to your wedding. wedding. And get drunk and dance. And you it's going to be like that wedding was fucking lit. Like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. But you know, just because I think or believe something, it's not an attack on what yes. you think and believe. Something's right for me. I am a different socioeconomic situation than you are. I'm a different financial situation than you are. I'm a different gender, whatever the fuck. But I just just try to be a good person. If you don't fucking like me, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's liberating. It I is mean, liberating. I mean, all you just have to let people talk shit on you on the internet for years and then you get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I feel like it does take kind of that learning and that experience of like caring so much. And then I feel like it got to the point, I still care sometimes, mm-hmm. but like you get to the point where you're like, I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of like caring about every little comment and feeling like that says something about who I am, like at my core. Mm-hmm. And most comments are really positive. And yes, yeah, it's, it's mostly course. really nice people, but I'm human and it is going to always cut me a little bit if somebody's like, you look fucking ugly today, you know? But then you just move on from I mean, that. we yes. have it pretty good. And I think that's, the, I think, feel like yeah. you guys probably do too, is in comparison yeah. to some other people. But um, so I, I feel like that's because we're just good people and we try to do the right thing. But, you know, we're not getting like trolled incessantly. It's, it's not that bad bad in the grand scheme of things. No one's safe. I don't think mm-hmm. you can, you know, people would troll Mother Teresa if she was on Instagram, but I just kind of, it's a lot of like mental gymnastics and like sure. self-talk of how to die. So we don't read reviews on iTunes. Like I feel lucky that I have the self-control and just the, I, the, I don't want to, I don't want to read bad things about myself. Like situations where we've kind of had to go in there and see some things or people are saying, I would rather have someone else look at it and I don't want to look. So mm-hmm. I actually protect my own self. Like some people have to, and I feel for them because they, 
they can't get to that point of like the self-control or whatever it takes to not need to look. And it can ruin your life. Yeah, Like people like are ruined by what people say about them on the internet. They like stop doing what they're doing. You can tell it's like eating away at them. So there's so much that I've learned throughout the years of how to treat these things that these things don't matter. And like, I'm kind of at the point of like, I don't anticipate some sort of crazy misstep because I don't hold really, I don't hold like racist, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ter- like va- terrible values. So that's not going to come out of my mouth because yes. it's not who I am. But like, we're going to say things that people don't like. And like, I mean, it happened yesterday. And it's just, I've had to tell Raina that I'm like, if it's just some joke you didn't like, I don't give a fuck. If it's not some cancelable offense, it's not some terrible thing. Cause it's probably not going to be because that's not how I feel. Then I can't. It, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to please everybody. Like the amount of people that listen to our show, that listen to your show, we we try to be funny. We're we're working comedy. You're going to say something that people don't like. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. And with women, there's like the, I keep bringing that up, but it's so true. Like, especially in comedy, like the leash is so short. Like for men, yeah. it's like, men can say whatever the whatever. fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like all good. You're like, they like love him for it. We love him. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He it's like, well, I have to give a fuck. And I, yes. I do give a lot of fucks. Yes. And I, I do actually try to be a really good person. I'm like, Ashley, I don't have all these, I don't have any terrible beliefs. I don't think I'm a bad person. And, I am never going to say everything that you love. You know, I, I I dare anybody to put out 180 episodes of anything and never say something that offends another person. You just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but I at least try and I try to be as open and honest. And I would never say like to somebody, I would never give it relationship advice. We talk about this a lot, like do this thing because I'm different than you. My life is different than yours. All I can say is here's my experience. How Here's how I would have done something differently. Here's some books I've read about ways I would change the way that I act, you know? And hopefully you take something good from it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah, with the relationship stuff with people asking for advice, I'm sure people ask you for advice all the time. Like in your DMs and stuff, what is like the one thing that they always ask for advice on? Oh my God. I mean... <laughs> It's funny. Okay. Also, we just did a whole episode on, on advice Perfect. and like where people go wrong and they give yes. like, they give you, we did this, we were, we, we chatted about this with you guys earlier on our episode of like people give you advice based solely on their experience, not even based on like, you know, common knowledge about the people, like the way people are built or mm-hmm. that everybody's different or um like conventional wisdom. It's like just like, like well, with me and Brad. With me, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, my I'm not you and Brad. So we have a lot of feelings on advice in general, but we also feel like we so we try not to speak from that place. Yeah. I don't think that we do. We've learned a lot at this point, and we speak on that and share in our experiences. Just because people want to know them, mm-hmm. and here's what worked for me, it may mm-hmm. not work for you. I lately have seen in the DMs. I, don't, I can't answer them all, but we've been really busy. But I'll still go in there and kind of just see what people are saying. A lot of like really cute. Like I'm going on my first date ever. Or like I'm going on a date. Aww. Like how like think they call me mom. It's fine. It's like they're like mom. What do I wear? How do I act? Like what do I say? It's just like really cute. Help me out. Like encourage me for like a date kind of. I've seen that a little bit more recently. What have you been getting? Um, I think Ashley and I get like separate DMs just based on like, you know, our life experiences. I was engaged and I broke off an engagement. So I get a lot of people saying like, wow. I don't know if it's right. And like, how do I make that call? And I'm like, well, first of all, I never had to make that call. He left me. So I'm fortunate. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't advise you. But like, again, your your life is different than mine and your your experiences are different and what you want out of life is different. So, you know, if this doesn't feel like the truest version of you and the thing that'll make you the happiest, then maybe you walk away from it. But I don't know your whole story. You know, I'd have to ask a million questions. And I love to give advice on like, you know, what should you wear? Which restaurant should you go to? Stuff that's deeper that I need to have like a session with you about. I try to not give you <laughs> advice about. Um, and yeah. all I can say is, you know, here's what I've done in my life and here's what's worked for me. And hopefully you can take some examples from that. 
I get a lot of like, how do I hit on this guy or how do I reach out to this guy? And I'm like, you listen to the podcast is what you do. We, <laughs> this is what we do. Like, I'm just like, tell me you don't listen to the podcast without telling you. You know, because right. we, we try so hard to actually answer those things that we get asked over and over yes. on this show that we put out and put so much work into. You right. know what I mean? So I, it's I like, absolutely agree. Yeah. Like, I'll send people an episode. I'm like, here it is. <laughs> Subscribe and review while you're there. Yeah. I get a bunch of sexy I get a lot of questions. Dog stuff. You get oh, a lot really? of dog stuff. I get a lot oh, of like, stuff. how do I like, I get a lot of okay. Talk about it a lot on the podcast. I like doing it. So I get a lot of like, how do I suck dick better? I get a lot of um, two things. I just pegged my boyfriend for the first time. I get tons of those every week. Um, I just sucked my boyfriend's dick to completion for the first time. I get a lot of those, and I'm always just like so proud. My DMs are boring. (laughs) (laughs) Ours are a wild place. Wow, and stuff happens. Like I don't want to give away too much, but we just had this because I don't want these people to be identified, but we just had a live show where stuff went kind of crazy. We brought a girl up on stage for something. We brought a guy up on stage for something. And they ended up hooking up after the show. Like, shut up. Wild, like crazy. <laughs> like, and then she messaged me and she was like, he, he was really good in bed. I'm like, this is too much. Like, they tell us so much. Yeah. They roll over from sex. This girl like took her strap on off and then like DM'd me. <laughs> you know, like, it's so crazy to me. They're like in bed and they're like, I just had to tell Ashley and Raina. It's oh, like, if they squirt crazy. for the first time. Raina and I, Raina See you and I later. so many like group, te- group DMs. <laughs> with strangers like I oh, it's just like my God. so crazy that a stranger would be like oh my god I just squirted I gotta tell Ashley yes. and Raina like it's so flattering I'm just I'm really honored by it because I mean I had a really positive sexual experience growing up sex was like a positive thing I was allowed to talk about it in the home I mean I wasn't telling my mom like who I was sex, having sex with but my mom's a therapist my mom would talk to me about mm. sex that it's normal and natural I had friends I could talk to us about but not everybody has that experience and I don't even know where I would have listened to that kind of stuff mm. growing up and so I'm like so honored when somebody like feels like excited to tell me that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how cool is it that somebody feels like they finally have a place in the world to put yes. that information? And that's so cool that somebody like wants to like try something weird in the bedroom because like Ashley and I suggested it. And yes. then they tell you that it worked. And like, I get like choked up when I think about it because I'm just like, I'm so excited. I encouraged you to like come better, you know? <laughs> how yeah. has like that comfort with talking about sex influenced or like had an effect on your relationships throughout the years where I can imagine you've been with people who don't necessarily feel comfortable with talking about it, but I just think it's such a beautiful thing and it's so liberating and more natural than not talking about it, but most of us don't. I mean, you should never be with somebody that shames you for the way that you feel, the mm-hmm. things that you want to try. I mean, I, I know that everybody is not as sexual experienced. I know that everybody didn't grow up in the same... I grew up in a Jewish family in the Northeast. Some people grew up in the Bible Belt in a very conservative mm-hmm. place and their friends don't talk about that and they're significant, others don't. But um, I dated somebody and I've talked about this on the podcast, but he said to me like, why do we always have to talk about this stuff all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, and he kind of like shamed me for wanting to like talk about like getting freakier with each other. And I'm like, this is for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is for you to enjoy. And Ultimately, that's just not my person. And that's somebody who's not going to open up sexually the way I want him to. And that's okay. Those are his boundaries. I just, you don't ever deserve to be made feel, to feel badly about what you want sexually and what your boundaries are. Um, they just might not match up with the person you're with. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Were you asking about the podcast? No. Like talking about, the po- like talking about guys in the podcast? No, or- I think it's just like in life. Okay. Like, because it's just like a comfort that I think would 
I perceive would intimidate some people or maybe trigger something in them where they felt like they always had to be private about it or didn't feel comfortable. Right. And I mean, and we, and I love that we kind of discussed that with you guys too about yeah. how you handle it with your relationships too. I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, Rain and I are just gonna, you know, be respectful, but also gravitate towards people that are gonna be cool about it. Like yeah. I, I dated a guy that works in comedy as well. And like he has a podcast and of course we were like telling talking about each other on the podcast, but kind of like some stuff was being like run by each other. Like I was like, I was going to tell that one story. He was like, oh, same, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, and then I think it's sometimes it's a little bit of mental gymnastics, like of let's pretend this was somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, let's just keep the stories vague. The point, the point is still there. It doesn't need to be, you know? What was the story? Like, what was like the story that you told that you guys both told? Oh, um, we went on this date in early 20s. So this was like a date and... We we'd been out all night, and then we ended up at this bar. I think it's called, is it called like Whiskey Tavern? I don't remember. I don't know. There's this bar. It's kind of like Chinatown area ish, like down, kind of just downtown. And we were there with a group of people, and I was there with a girlfriend named. There was this crazy bartender. His name was Dash, and he like had a mic. No one was in the bar. He had, like he was just like MC in the night from behind the bar. Like he would be like, "It's this couple's birthday," and it was like the only other couple in the bar. Like it was like okay, like it was just wild. I think he just wanted to be an entertainer. Yeah, and it, I was there with a girlfriend. Um, again, a big group, and her name was Stella. And he Dash gets on the mic, and he's like, <laughs> he was like, "Hey, everybody," which is just our group again. It was like a Monday night. It was a Monday night. Now that he's I remember. Like, yes. <laughs> he's like, make some noise. Virgo season. No. But, and so he was like, Stella here just told me that it's her dream in life to take a jello shot off of me. And I look at Stella and she's like, I didn't say that. Oh, like, oh, God, I love oh, oh, oh. She clearly could have just like walked away, but she was like, all right. And I'm kind of at the end of the bar watching this happen. Dash puts two... He takes whipped cream, he puts it on each, he takes a shirt off, takes whipped cream, puts it on each nipple, and then pours a shot of Jameson in his belly button and lays down on the bar, lays down the bar first and pours a shot of Jameson. A belly button that could fit a shot of Jameson. And he he like put the mic to his belly button. So you just heard like a, like a little (laughs) slurp. She did this little slurp and it just like wasn't enough for Dash. And he... (laughs) He grabbed a candle off the bar and threw the hot wax on his bare chest. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) My date, the guy I was dating at the time, like we were like, Oh my God. And we just looked at it and he goes, he did that for him. Like it was so <laughs> funny. Like he didn't get enough. He all of a sudden starts to do all of his kinks and you're just like, what? <laughs> He's got a ball yeah. gag in. He puts nipple clamps on. Yes. Like with the whipped cream. No, it was just this insane night. And like, it was such a, you know, he and I were both comedians. Like it was, we were like laughing all night about it. Like it almost made the rest of our night so much hotter because it yes. was like a hilarious story. Yes. And I, yeah, I was like, I'm going to, I told on the podcast. He told on his podcast. We both listened to each other tell it. Like it was just. A, <laughs> did people tell? Like people funny. like, are you dating this person? Did anyone put it together? Not really. I mean, his podcast. People don't. It's not that yeah. <laughs> it's more of a hobbyist thing. Yes. Um, I don't. People. I don't know. People probably 
who we dated. It wasn't like a big public well, thing. Yeah. We didn't date that long, but yeah. that was like one of my favorite date stories just in life yes. in yes. general. You know what I haven't told you? Um, so um, Kane, my boyfriend, has a podcast and he has recorded multiple episodes recently while I'm just like in the bedroom and he's in the living room and he's like recording. So I have had like a bunch of experiences recently listening to him talk about our relationship while you're oh, in wow. the podcast while I'm in the other room. It is so funny. And it's so funny. Like I feel like it's either like people's dream or their nightmare to like hear their boyfriend yes. just like talk about their relationship. And Kane would never say anything disparaging about yeah. me like publicly, I don't think, because that would I would never do that to him either. But um, it was such a funny experience to listen to him talk about like me meeting his family and what they all thought about me and like me be in the other room. So Aww. it's funny to like be so public that like Aww. he's like, I don't even yeah. she's I'm gonna release this. She's also in the other room. I don't fucking care. Like <laughs> she's in the other room. Aww. She can hear me. I mean it's but it's you like it or you don't. Yes. It's hot yes. to you or it's not. I mean I think there is a line of liking it. Clearly I want someone to like it. Clearly when I listened to that guy, for example, talk about our date on his podcast, it was like a turn on to me because he was saying nice things. It felt like he liked me. Like I liked hearing it. That's probably someone's nightmare. They just don't want to be talked about. And then there's like another line where it just becomes narcissism and they just are like getting off so much that you're talking about them. And they're like, talk about me more, talk about me more. Have you had that? No, I'm just, I can envision a world. That's my fear is that someone dates me because they like it too much and they want to hear themselves. You know what I mean? Yes, completely. There's just so many different levels to it, but I think the happy medium is obviously someone that understands what you do, not that they do the exact same thing, but they get it and it's like mutually agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, I had this really like, we're not together, but we had this like really nice moment where Ashley and I told this like very funny story about an ex of mine and him and I were like on a trip and I was like, do you want to hear what I said about you on the show? And I like queued it up. We were taking a drive and like he was, I've never heard him laugh so hard to like listen to me and Ashley talk about this story. And it was like a, it's sometimes like a nice moment, but listen, it's not for everybody. And yes. Ashley and I are pretty, I mean, you know right away that we're going to talk about you in the podcast. You're either into it or you're not. Yes. So, I mean, I think some people, I'd be their worst nightmare. And that's okay. Like, you're not for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about meeting the parents? I'm curious as like, I feel like when you're younger, there's something about meeting the parents that is very different than when you are like your own yeah, I can't describe it. You're a grown up too. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're like, I'm not a kid going to like. You're not saying Mr. Uh, or Mrs. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> first or maybe you are, but yeah. like, it's, I still like, do oh, that for some reason. Different. Yeah. It feels a little less pandering, I guess. Yeah, yeah. than when you're yes. like a child. Um, I don't know. It was really. First of all, I would say that like as I've gotten older, you just learn the importance of like knowing more about those people before yes. you meet them. Like I had talked to his to, to Kane's sister on the phone before that. I knew all about her kids and also Kane's brother and his girlfriend. And you know, you know a lot about their lives. And I think that you can ask as many questions as possible before you go about what are their politics, what's religion like mm-hmm. for them, what are their boundaries, you know. And mm-hmm. um, at least for me, my experience was really positive. I loved nice. his sister and her husband and their kids, and it was really nice. And he met my whole family um, a couple weeks ago. And same thing, I sort of talked to my family about what he's like. I talked to him about what all my family members are like. I don't think there were any like huge surprises, but it's really special to watch your partner like interact with your family and get along. And it was nice for me to watch him and my brother and my sister-in-law mm-hmm. just like joke around. We went to a bar mitzvah, which is very similar to a wedding if you guys have never been. And we all just like, <laughs> right up. Right. T- defined bar mitzvah. Yeah, that is what a bar mitzvah is. <laughs> you guys aren't familiar. <laughs> <laughs> bar mitzvah's ever heard of them. Um, it was just, it was nice to watch him 
interact with my dad. My dad was like, you know, what kind of comedy do you like to do? What kind of stories do you like to tell on stage? And it's nice to look at your partner Mm -hmm. and see them get along with the people in your Mm -hmm. life that you love and see everybody like them. And it meant so much to me when I left for like my brother and my sister-in-law to both text me and be like, he was great. You seem really happy. Mm -hmm. You seem to compliment each other really well. Um, But yeah, it's different than when I was younger because I was less, I guess, intimidated. And then to have somebody meet my family, I think there's less like, I hope they like him. It's just like, you are going to like him. I picked a nice person. And I'm bringing him home because I know that you're going to respect him. Yes. You're going to like him. I'm not asking your permission to be with him. I'm telling you that I'm going to be with him. Mm-hmm. So um, all those things sort of like change as you get older. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin, my husband, my mom was like very blunt and very direct. And he like is just so... It's like so important that like people know you well enough to like understand the intricacies of your family mm-hmm. and be able to like ride. Mm-hmm. And like just like... Like when my mom first met Justin... He was like, um, she was like, so Justin, you know, what, what's your major in college? Like, and he's like, oh, I was, um, I was a human resources. She's like, oh, bullshit major. She's like, just like Krista, bullshit major. Two oh, bullshit majors. Like, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, like, like that. Yes. Just like, oh yeah, both of you, bullshit majors. And he's like, <laughs> like, he just like rides with it. He's like, whatever, dude, don't care. But like anyone else would literally die. Right. But it's your family and it's part of you. Yeah. So you have to be like, yo, this is, yo, my mom's wild. She well, says some wild shit. We talk she, a lot about the importance of somebody. Like, yes. Like, I, yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, my, my mom will probably do some fucking wild shit every yes. time. But actually, I talk a lot about the importance of like prepping your partner before yes. you go home. And like, yeah. oh, ha- that's how you feel like they're on your team is yes. them saying like, my uncle is super racist and yes. we're not going to go hang out with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Or whatever yeah. the family dynamic is, it's like getting them on board, being like, hey, this is sort of, but I feel like women know the dynamics of family and men kind of are just like, this is my family. And they mm-hmm. don't understand like, yeah, they never this is prep. a problem. Like, whatever's going on is like a problem. They don't really understand it because they are like, I think we're so analytical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think we're very like intuitive in those family settings yes. where we're like, huh, something's a little off here, yes. but okay. And they're like, this is just how I grew right. up. Yeah, like they, and it's not bad or good. It's just Sometimes like it's bad. It's like you need to yeah. have your. We always say that your partner needs to have your back. Like, yes. I don't want to be in a situation where somebody says some really fucked up shit, and my partner just like lets it. Like, I was, I don't need you to start a fight, but like, yes. I need you to manage those situations if I'm in your family's mm-hmm. setting. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I want you to have like a little bit of a backbone when it comes to your family. Again, we don't need to start yes. like World War Three at Thanksgiving dinner, but like you just want to feel yes. secure that you're not going to be put in a really uncomfortable yes. situation where you're kind of like enabling some some terrible things happening mm-hmm. and your partner is like not controlling the situation. Yeah. Like, yes. I just want to feel safe in an environment like that. Also, I've never really eh, dated somebody that worked. It, it was a huge issue, yeah. but I dated one guy pretty seriously and it, it was it was pre like... 2016 elections mm-hmm. the world was just a little bit less divided mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. and well it depends on how you look at it but I just his family had different values and but he shared mine and I feel like he was not scared to kind of like you know manage a situation yes, should it sure. arise and I just yes. felt really or if you know something there was a time when, when we wanted to go like stay somewhere else, you know, and he'd stay in a hotel and like he took care of it. You know, I yes. just don't want to feel like you're out on this island by yes. yourself when you're in your partner's home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you should yes. be kind of like a, like a unit. And I mean, it's every situation is one size fits mm-hmm. one, but you don't have to go be around people that you don't mm-hmm. like or mm-hmm. respect. No one's making you do that. Mm-hmm. And you should have a partner that empowers you to, like Ashley said, feel safe and feel like somebody backs you up. Yes. yes. We, yeah, we just, we think like you're in charge of this relationship. They, relationships just to look however you want it to look. Like, 
when it comes to meeting the family, holidays, things like that. Like do what works for you. Like there's no rule book that says like you have to spend Thanksgiving with his family, Christmas mm-hmm. with yours. Like it doesn't, yeah. none of that really, people get wrapped up in like what they think they're supposed yes. to do and how it's yeah. supposed to look and what their friends are doing, expectations, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about with you guys earlier, like do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want to spend holiday this holiday with them because you'd rather be with your family, go do their summer vacation with them or whatever works so everybody feels like their, you know, their needs are being met, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to look like the movie said it did or... Yeah, you know. that was with Justin and my husband. Like we, because my family, my parents are separated and his parents are together. So like holidays, I actually spend with my family. Like I'll just go to whoever and he'll just go with his family. And we've actually, we don't, we've done maybe one holiday together and we actually don't do holidays together because he's an only child. So it's like, he wants deep one-on-one time with his family. I want one-on-one time with my mm-hmm. family. And like, whenever we're together, we're so like just together that I want to still have that like quality time. Mm, and that yeah. was like something it was like, we want to redefine for ourselves. Like it doesn't look, everyone else is like, yay, wake up on Christmas morning together. But like, we just were like, this works for us. And this works for like the people in our life that we love. Yeah. And you have a million other special moments together. Yes, you know, yes. like you will pick what is valuable to you. And like, listen, Kana's notes since day one, I spend Christmas with the Hesseltines. That is what my tradition is. That's what's important. Who's, come or don't. Ask his family. I spend Christmas with them. It's an important tradition to me. He can come or not. But like, I would I would like laugh so hard at somebody that was like, you guys didn't come. Yeah. <laughs> He's not coming. I'm coming. That's okay. what's important. Yes. But I think <laughs> really, I, I don't need somebody to like, what, you're going to look at my Instagram and be like, I can't believe you didn't spend Christmas with your boyfriend. I don't care what you think. Yeah. That's your relationship. 100%. So I just, I mean, holidays are a specific thing that I just don't care. Like I just, yes. I'll do what feels good mm-hmm. to me and I, I hope you do what feels good to you. And holidays are such a funky, like I always, me and my friends are always messaging, like my friends from home, my sister were like, why am I so depressed? I feel like on holidays, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I, I feel some type Same. of way. Uh-huh. It is yeah. like never... Joyful. I don't know. I go through something during during holidays where I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's like a weird expectation yes, portal. 100%. <laughs> yes. It's yes. like the holidays are supposed to be the best time of year. It's supposed to be like fun, quality time with family. And if it's not what you expect it to be, it's like, oh my God. And a lot of comparison mm-hmm. comes in, I yes. feel like. So you're comparing to, you know, your friend who's going to Aruba with their family and they like have dinners every night with each other. And you're like, I, I do that once a year. So it's like, it could just be yeah. a tidal wave of yeah. emotion. Well, everything's amplified. Yes. Like all the little things that there's, fam- like, or there's weird family dynamics, they're like times 10 yes. because of the expectations, mm-hmm. because everybody's together, because it's a holiday. But I just have to say, Krista, that's incredible that you guys have been together long and you don't do that together. I like can't like, you know, hype that enough. That's like mm-hmm. just really important. Mm-hmm. Like my, the thought of not spending the holidays with my family makes mm-hmm. me have like a ton of anxiety. I was always so terrified my brother would marry somebody that like lived far away mm-hmm. and he wouldn't be with us the holidays. Like it's so important. And I mean, whatever, it, it all works out. He, who we married and where she lives and her family comes and it's, we've, we've, now we have traditions together. It's incredible. But yeah, yeah that's a great message. Like it doesn't have to look yeah. this way. It's just different. Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Daloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I I don't know about you, but 
you know, some, some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't (laughs) because I'm experiencing, you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Daloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Daloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high potency, fast acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try to loon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. And then like, speaking of like things looking different, like you guys supporting each other and like you getting a partner and like you're just evolution through everything you do. Like, what does that look like so that we can show people like you can support your friends in like the different phases and stages of their life? <laughs> I, I guess all I can do is like answer this for myself. I mean, I have picked a partner that understands that like work comes first, this business, this community of girls gotta eat is gonna always come first. That doesn't mean you are less important. It just means like I built this business and that's how my life is. And that's who my life is going to work with. And he understands that like, sometimes I say I'm gonna be home at two and I come home at 6.30 in the afternoon. And that's just how it's gonna be. We were on tour. I didn't really talk to him much for four days. That's just how it's gonna be. And when I'm here, I'm here for him. And um. I think that Ashley and my friendship is fine. She knows I put the business first. And if I have times when I can't, she would be fine with that too. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've had a boyfriend for not that long either. I mean, we met when I didn't. We built the business. And I don't know. I just think you can support each other through different phases of life. And, you know, you can be happy for other people's happiness and success. And I don't know. How do you answer that question? I mean, it's like just, it's a two-way street of like both parties. Like luckily Raina is like so great at this and she's still prioritizing like the business and our friendship, not deprioritizing her her boyfriend, but you, she's balanced. So if she didn't, then it would be a problem. You know, if she was just like not around and like, you know, letting things slip and just wanting to be with her boyfriend all the time, it would fucking suck. And I don't know how I would, could carry the load of like, Mm -hmm. you know, but luckily that's not the case. So I just think it's like both parties. I mean, 
I, I, she just picked the perfect person. Like I, Raina dated people before that I was like, no, I, I feel uncomfortable. I don't, I feel like this, per, I feel like one guy, I just like, he was trying to really get into our business, like wow. be a part of it. And there was another guy that just felt like didn't give a shit and kind of just wanted to like take Raina away from this like life. And I just didn't like it. I had this weird feeling surrounding it. And then our aura reader agreed. Um, like she felt it too. You leave when it you were, to the when aura you were reader. dating him, you brought up the picture. Was I dating him? It was, it was over. Okay. It was okay. Okay. Yeah, it was, she like felt, she put my feelings into perspective wow. on like why I didn't like him. And I, I didn't really see a long-term future with him and Raina. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but like, I feel like if it had started to progress, I would have had some anxiety surrounding it. Yeah. And I mean, Kane came along and like, it just couldn't be better. I was like telling my other best friend, Kate, about it. I was like, I think that they will work and last mm-hmm. long-term, but like if they don't, she needs to find another person just like him. Because oh, he's so not threatened by me mm-hmm. and our business and he and I have a relationship as well. Like mm-hmm. it's just, he just gets it and he's wonderful to be around. Like I don't, it's a lot of him too, just being like the the right match, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And actually, it's easy to support. Mm-hmm. And we have a good foundation. I mean, I just, I mean, we talk about it a lot. We've talked about it on your show before, but like, I love our business relationship. I think that she compliments me really well. I think that like, we both work really hard. We would die if we disappointed the other person. And we just have always been aligned on the same goals. We're really lucky. Like we always joke, like if one of us wanted to do reality TV and the other person was like, absolutely not, that like, we wouldn't know what to do. Or like, we do all these live shows mm-hmm. and, Ashley's been a comedian for years. If I had been like, I will not get on a stage, you know, yes. what that would be like. But we're yeah. just lucky that we yeah. like the same goals, I guess. Mm, oh my God, Zool's being so cute with my... I know. You guys, everything matches right now because it's the black and the pink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it actually fits. It's like the next... Yeah, all, Azul yeah. is on the couch. He's, Azul, I can't get over. He loves to be on Something happened he, when I adopted my cats with animals. I just can't get over them. I love them so really much. He's special guy. Mm-hmm. He's so special. I'm you. so grateful oh, he has yeah. that forever home with you. Yes. I, me too. He's like the love of my life. Well, second love of my life. But yeah, I mean, I just, it's, I, I don't, I can't, like, I don't know. I can't answer it. I think about Reyna, like potentially getting serious with that other guy. I just don't know how it would have looked. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it, she would have had to, you know, be the one kind of doing the heavy lifting of like managing, but like, I just didn't think he was like a good match, but yeah. I wouldn't have tried to like sabotage the relationship. I just don't know what would have happened. Like, I just haven't really you had like to worry about You like create a fake account and you like try and get into like, you try and like hook him. <laughs> no, Ashley's like, I fucked your man. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. That person probably just wouldn't be a long-term match for me. You know, yeah. like I think that you should be with people that make you happy. You shouldn't feel like you should always have to explain yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that fits into your life in a really nice way. My current partner does and that's great. Um, and I feel lucky, but we, a good solid base before that. But yeah. Raina also dated this guy like briefly that <laughs> lived in another city and then we went there <laughs> and then we went there and then I like fucked his best friend and roommate. As you do. And then I, I started kind of seeing him. So we were like seeing these best friends for like a minute in time. This was summer 2019. It was exactly two years. Yeah. Right before we met you guys and wow. like we were t- <laughs> It was so weird. They were best friends and roommates. They worked together. They it's were like, like a fantasy. And I mean, it was until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. So, he, so him and I broke up in like in the beginning of August. And Ashley was to like seeing this guy, and he was gonna come like visit her here. Well, we were all they were both supposed to come. We had a yes. like weekend plan with the four of us. It was gonna be a Labor Day weekend. Oh my God. And I was a little like 
it felt like a little too much. I'd hung up with the guy one time. Like we were talking in the phone, but it also wasn't like, and then that one time I fell in love mm-hmm. with him. Like I was still kind of like, eh, this was like a funny joke, I thought. And now he's coming here, you know? And so Raina ended things with her guy and I was still talking to mine. He had booked a flight. He had like, you know, flight confirmation. He was coming yeah. here. And I was like, I just got to break up with him. Like Raina, I think, I feel like Raina was actually worried that then I would like continue to date him you know what I mean? And yeah, it would just be fucking yeah. weird. He's but like, no, I broke up, so you have to break up. So we did like a friend, best friend breakup. Like, it was just ridiculous. Did you make him cancel his flight? Ah. I paid him back for the flight. That was sweet. He was he was wonderful. And yeah. I didn't, like, again, hung out with him, the guy one weekend total. And I still, like, wanted to have a phone call. I didn't feel right being like, I just yeah. don't see a future with this. I mean, he, I, so I was like, I'd love to talk on the phone. He was, like, so understanding. And then he, he was like, this is because of my friend, right? Like, he was like, we're going to blame Aww. him. And he was so great. And he really, like, insisted I didn't pay him. And I still Venmo'd him. I was like, tell, please tell me how much the flight was. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's not, so that's not fair. Yeah. You know, this was before COVID, before you could just get a refund like that, you know? Yeah, so it worked out and... I have like nothing bad to say. It was all just really mature. Yeah. Uh, but it was Basically, just you funny. miss him and you want to get back together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, if you're listening, we're coming if to your city, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Basically, he's the one weeks. that got away. Yeah. <laughs> they were really nice guys. They, we did a, a great episode um, called You're Not the One. So I'm not... <laughs> About Damn. <laughs> just like about you meet somebody Holy that's just shit. like a nice person that just checks yes, a lot of boxes yes. and they're kind and you get along, but they're not going to be like the love I, of your I'm life. Always, that I was, was my ex. I was always thankful People for were like, those. My like best friend was like, I mean, he's amazing. Like, I think I should date him. Like after we broke up, I was like, maybe like Caitlin from home. <laughs> yes. But um, he was like that, like checked every box, like super sweet, gorgeous, like successful, all these things are just like, eh, it just wasn't. It wasn't it. wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it wasn't for me. I was like, anyone could have him. I don't, it wasn't for me, but it is important when you know that like there's something else mm-hmm. that you're able to be like, I feel confident enough in myself or like in my path that I'll find that person that is a fit for me. And that it's like, it doesn't even matter about the list really, you know, because like, your person will have things on your list for sure, but then they'll have things that aren't on your list. Listen, mm-hmm. he was like a big nature person, okay? And he wanted to like go hiking and he was like he on this- kept sending us like nature, nature photos. Pics. I was like, oh. I love him. And I, I know, I was like, <laughs> I love him. Okay, listen guys, they wanted to go Tell camping. About the other and podcast. there was one weekend, he kept sending me all these photos of nature and I was like, I can't get enough like, for this anymore. Like, yes. I have no more adjectives Only. to apply to these photos. Like, he looks beautiful. Congratulations. <laughs> I know, I mean, and I do, like, listen, if I, I thought I was super into that guy. Raina would have been like, you should pursue this. Yeah, yeah I didn't really tell her to break up with him. But I remember one time he was, <laughs> when I realized I had to end it, like Raina had already done her breakup. When I realized I had to end it, <laughs> he and I were on the phone. He was recapping this like camping thing he'd done. And I was texting with Raina for my computer the whole time. Like, uh-huh. No, totally. That sounds awesome. Like, I'm just like, I was like, I'm a shitty person. Like, I need to break up with this guy. I don't care yes. about his name. I'm texting Raina from my iMessage while he is telling me about this beautiful trip he took. I don't give one shit. Well, like, yeah. She's a great listener. You know, he's like, wow, she's a very attentive listener. We just didn't care. We wanted different things they did. We had different fucking hobbies, okay? If your whole life is like nature yeah. life, and I'm not your girl. Yes. Oh. Raina and I just, we talked about this in a recent episode of this whole like opposites attract, like, which that can be interpreted in a multitude of yeah. ways. You know, like people see opposites in Rain and I and they think that's why we work so well. And, and some levels that applies. But like, if you live a totally different life than somebody, Completely. you want totally different things. Like, you know, for a second, I was kind of chatting with this guy. He slid in my DMs and he just 
it's not going to work. I mean, he lives across the country. Just mm. all he wants to do is like be outside and camp. And like, that's no shade. I just like, we are wired completely differently yes. in what we enjoy in life. Yes. And that's all it's about. And that's why would you even go down that mm-hmm. path? Like there's not even much meeting in the middle of like a guy that literally wants to live in the wilderness and a man, a girl that wants to live in Manhattan and like thrives off of the energy here. There, yeah. There's just not, that's a that's like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Like I feel like in high school though and like college, it's like you're younger and you're like, um, I just got new camping gear. And you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Like when you're younger, you're like, Dude, I'm gonna be did that. the most. Like I'd be like, I love football. Did yes. Yes. You know all about it. You like 100%. ordered a jersey online, yes. you're wearing it to like the next hangout at yes. the bar, and you're like, What? Yeah. I've had a I know a lot about Jordans. <laughs> it's just a thing for me. You know, you like learn about shit to like become that for them. Yes. Yeah. And like when you're older, you're like, oh no, this is mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just we have not different a, lifestyles. You have your thing, I have mine. And I also yeah. think there's something to be said for really having some separate hobbies and interests. I think yes. that the the relationships are like when they become when you become the same person, that's unhealthy either. But when it's just more about like what brings you joy in life? And if none of nothing matches up, like I think there's some guys that would, it's their nightmare to live here. You know what I yes. mean? And that was mm-hmm. like my ex. I had this dream that we were going to move together here for a second, mm-hmm. which is like, was delusional, like pure delusion. You know, if we would have been miserable here, you know what I mean? Yes. It's just kind of like you want a different life. It doesn't, it's just not meant to be. Yeah. 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 Like, my last person I dated, he wants to like live on a boat off the grid. That's like what he wants. So I'm, yeah. I'm the exact opposite. That. That's so funny. You said like opposites. Like, yeah, Ashley and I like have opposite skill sets but we want the same lifestyle and yes, we have yeah. the same goals and that's why our business works together and that's mm-hmm. what you need, I think, in a partner. And I really enjoy having separate hobbies than my boyfriend. He's really into like Marvel and comic books and like nerd shit. And <laughs> I am like, enjoy movies by yourself. Please yes, go. Literally. But, you know, I think at the core, we want the same things and yes. um, that's what's important to me. Which is huge. So good. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. You guys I love are fun. you guys so much. Yeah. We love you and guys. Just always, you know, I feel like, yeah, just to echo what we said in the beginning, it's like, I really feel lucky to be able to be around women who like mm-hmm. just truly, genuinely inspire us and are always one down to do the hard work, like mm-hmm. truly like get dirty in the business. And what I mean by that is like touch all parts of the business, which is something that we've done mm-hmm. and just appreciate. And then also just like serve from your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, talking about dick pics is 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 a form of serving from your heart yes. from my perspective. <laughs> because you know what? is like from your heart. Not everyone is brave enough to talk about certain things yes. that, you know, have caused a lot of people a lot of shame. And I just think it, you know, it, it sounds silly for me to say this in this way, but I do think it's brave and I mm-hmm. do think it's actually really, really beautiful like in a community of women to be having these really open, raw conversations around relationships, sex, et cetera. So... Yeah, you even talking about being on tour and being like so anal about things and organized. I'm like, oh my God, those are my girls. Yeah. That is like us. Yes. Like well, if you work with us, it is like dialed. Well, we mm-hmm. want people to feel like we respect their time. Yes. And if you come to a show and if you paid money for this, we respect your money. We respect your time. And we respect the time you put to listen to this podcast. Yes. But people like, will try to call you high maintenance. It's like, 
how else do you think we got here? Yes. Like without it being perfect mm-hmm. and on point yes. and no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like like we, you know, Rain and I try our hard to be to be nice, but people fuck things up on tour and we're not scared to tell them. Like you had yes. one job, yes. Yes. you know? And like, if people walk away and they're like, those girls got to eat girls or bitches. It's like, I don't know, man, you fucked up. What'd yeah. you expect? Mm-hmm. Like, this is why we're good at this because mm-hmm. we're like really want it to be perfect and awesome for the people that paid to come. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Amen. like, I know there is that thing where I've noticed with like talent, it's like, that's why the talent has the team that's kind of the bitch. Right. And then the talent can be like, what? Like, I don't exactly. know, you know what I mean? You, need the, kind you of, need the middleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can the like buffers. be the middleman, which is important. But also too, it's like, when you know what you want or how you want to do it, it's, it is hard because... It's like you're very, I don't know. We're, People will try to talk you out too. of it. Well, yes. you're the person that it reflects poorly on. Yes. So if everybody right. fucks up. You're still the person that looks yes. bad. So like, don't be afraid to ask for excellence from other people because yeah. if you are serving excellence and that's what you want to give your audience and don't be afraid to ask for that from other people. And if they fuck up, you can nicely tell them. But yeah, yeah but I want to respect other people's time. The middleman's yes. important. You're right. Yes. Bella's not there yet. We're not having her rip people apart yet. No, but like no. our agent. Bella. Our, our, <laughs> but our poor I'm agent, my like the emails that she has to send... Andrew. Really? Yeah, like, but that's, well, he's oh, that's respected the in the industry. Yes. So it's, it, that's, but like, yes. Also, we are nice to work with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. But yeah. people mess up and yes. just do your, do your job. Yes. Yeah. But we also have yeah. a great You heard it, everyone. Too. Do your fucking job. <laughs> yeah. You have one job. Wait, what are you guys excited about? Oh my God, we have so many shows coming up. I'm Yay! very excited. We're doing a really fun, um, I don't know when this comes out, but I, I think we will have been back mm-hmm. from Austin. But we have a great tour in Minneapolis, Phoenix, and Denver coming up. We're going to Cancun for a comedy festival. Shut up. Uh, and now we have two <laughs> really big holiday shows that we are so excited. We're doing the Beacon Theater in New York City and the Chicago Theater yeah, in Chicago. Either. And the Chicago Theater, like when I walk on stage at that venue, like I will fall to the floor crying. So I'm going to do that before the show. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. it's, I mean, and it's like, I mean, it's whatever. It's just like, 3,600 person theater. It's going to, it's like, it will be the, the, like the record. So it'll be like our other record before was at the Welter in LA. So it like, it will be like a a achievement, accomplishment. It will most likely sell out. It's on, it's well on its way. So like those things matter to, you know, like those things tell you you're doing it right. You know, like like we know this is not going to last forever. Like, I I mean, I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe we'll be doing stadiums Mm -hmm. one day, but like you just kind of, it, it's, validating that you're moving in the right direction. Like we can still fucking sell these t- theaters out. We can go, we were here before, we're doing a bigger venue now. So it's nice. And it's that people paying to want to come see you and, yes. you know. Yeah. And anytime somebody comes to a, a second show or something like that, it's really validating that they want to be yeah. part of this community. And I know it sounds cheesy, but I, I think that, I say it all the time, I think girls got to get so much bigger than us. And so to know that like they've connected with each other, they've made friends through us, they've meetups through us, yeah. they um, take a piece of our advice, apply it to their relationship and that they have a better friendship, a better sex life, Life, whatever it is, because of us, it means so much. So to see their faces, to laugh with them, it's like oh, feels so fucking good again. Yeah, yeah. the DMs of like I made friends at the show. Yes. I, came, mm-hmm. I came alone. I I like came alone because yes. like everything. I, I you know I bought a single ticket or my friend bailed and then I made friends like. That is better than any like you know ticket sales we could ever so, get. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that, it actually impacted someone's life in a positive way, as opposed more than just laughing, yeah, and getting drunk, yes. you know? yeah, we, we, yeah. But it's come and laugh and get drunk, you know. Come bring your boyfriend, bring your husband, you know. Come so meet friends. Um, our community is amazing, so you know, come to shows, laugh with us, and people really can fun. get tickets on your website. Yes, yes, it's girlsgotepodcast.com for um, the whole episode list, um, live shows, merch. Uh, we have the same uh, website designer as you guys. So yeah, you guys, you guys know and love Chloe. She did their site. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, thank I, you guys. Yes, this has been so much fun. And then we were also on their show. So as you guys all probably already listened, 
listen. Make sure to listen to that episode and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much, Raina. Thank you so much, Ashley. Again, they're Girls Gotta Eat. You can find all Girls Gotta Eat, girlsgottaeat.com. They're on Instagram. They're on tour. They have merch. They're the best. Truly the best. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. If you're new to the pod, uh, Krista and I consider ourselves just expert Mm -hmm. vetters of brands uh, that we declare almost 30 approved and uh, we use and love. Thank you. Support these brands. You can check out our discount codes in our show notes and on almost30.com. Just scroll down and click on partners. Thank you all for listening. It is a joy to serve you every single week and we will see you next time. We'll see you soon. We love you. Bye. Bye.